Guys, before we get started on the 40th, that's right, the 40th episode of the Epic Cheat Day podcast, big milestone episode, um, just wanted to let you know that the guest for this episode is Jessica Mance. You could catch her weekly at the Wednesdays After Work show at Zany's Old Town. Uh, they, every single week on Wednesday, check out the Wednesdays After Work show. Go to zanies.com. Uh, get your tickets. Yeah, go see Jess live. Um, and uh, I have a show coming up this Friday. That's going to be Friday, June 4th. The No Gimmicks Needed Comedy Show. That's going to be over at uh, the Lincoln Lodge, uh, 2040 North Milwaukee Avenue, tngncs.eventbrite.com. We have a great lineup for you. We got Tim Weichelbaum. We got, uh, we got Tim Weichelbaum. We have my co-producer, Canute Gregory. Uh, we have Jamal Gushan headlining. We have Amber Autry. We have a special guest dropping, Kristen Toomey. And hosting the show is going to be Jessica Misra. Tickets are on sale right now at tngncs.eventbrite.com. And uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, if you enter the promo code no gimmicks, that takes $3 off. $3. You can save three dollars if you're hearing noises in the background. There's all kinds of noises and shit happening in my apartment. Also, in this episode, you're gonna hear me try to backtrack out of uh, saying that I go to uh, Chick Fil A. Um, I have gone to Chick Fil A, uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm on the fence about continuing to go to Chick Fil A. I gotta be honest with you. I didn't know how deep their whole uh, 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 their whole hatred of the lgbtq community was so uh i just uh think i had to do more research next time i decide to go to chick-fil-a anyway guys check out this episode of the epic cheat day podcast thanks happening guys welcome to another edition of the epic cheat day podcast i'm your host derek strong who the fuck else would host the epic cheat day podcast with derek strong other than me actually no that's a fallacy somebody else did canute did it when he interviewed me um with me this week we have a wonderfully talented stand-up comic her name is jessica mans jessica say hi to everybody hello i'm so excited see look at this we are we did her podcast just before and guess what we're doubling up the studio time so now <laughs> we're gonna do my podcast and just how i like to start my podcast is i ask all my guests what's the what's the greasiest shit you ate this week um i still eat mcdonald's even yes. though i yes. don't eat meat so i get i'm vegetarian so i get uh the fuck do they have a McDonald's that doesn't have meat? Their fries have meat. No, I think they stopped that. At least, they did. Yeah, I think. I think because people got mad. But <laughs> I get. I do get. I get fries. Okay. Um, and then I get two cheeseburgers with no meat 
extra pickles, extra onions. Because I'm a sucker for those little minced onions. I love, the minced onions <laughs> make so those fucking good. burgers. Well, that's more, I, I, honestly, a hallmark of McDonald's is, are those little minced onions. Because no other burger place has, like, White Castle is like little steamed minced onions. Yeah, and, but I feel like theirs aren't as good. Because I think there's, actually, I think White Castle's onions are more like real onions. Because I used to work at McDonald's. That was my first job. So are they rehydrated? Yeah. Yeah, okay. and, and you just fucking put the water on them and let them it. sit. And I was still like, yeah, I like them. So the name of this episode, based on what Jess said, is going to be Rehydrated Onion Sandwiches at, <laughs> at McDonald's. It's going to be, it's going to be, oh, actually, no, I think, I think the episode is going to be fry, um, two meatless cheeseburgers and fries <laughs> from McDonald's with Jessica Mant. So that's, uh, that's awesome. Hey, fuck it. That's, that's a new one on me. Uh, they're still charging you the full price, though, aren't they? They are, but I mean, it's like a, it's a dollar. Yeah. Well, actually, it's gone up because it, it used to be a dollar. I remember when it was a dollar? Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it's. Uh, I think it's what it's is it up like? There. What motherfuckers? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're giving us one point two ounces of meat. Are it really? Yeah. And now you're gonna charge me fifty cents for a sweet and sour sauce. I dip my burgers in the sweet and sour sauce too. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that is so awesome, guys. Here's what we're finding out on the Epic Cheat Day podcast. This is the second time this happens so far. But if you're a vegetarian, doesn't mean you're eating the healthiest stuff known to man. Oh, no, not at all. Oh, God. Not, I live fantastic. for the crap. I love the crap. It's all about the crap. It's all about the crap. I, in a, in a given week, like, and it's here. So, like, I'm, I, I've been intermittent fasting. So, um, mm, like, today's hard. a fast day. It's hard. Uh, and I do, I do it, like, hardcore. Like, I alternate days. Mm-hmm. So it's like, right, today's a fast day. Like, the only thing I'm doing is drinking coffee and water oh until midnight. And it's it's like I'm used to it now at this point. But, like, mm-hmm. when I do eat, oh, man. There's a reason why I'm, like, breaking even weight-wise. Because it's just <laughs> yeah, like... I'm like, what's the, the, what's the benefit? Yeah, the benefit is that I don't gain more weight. But in terms of losing, <laughs> fuck me, <laughs> that ain't happening. happening. Man, I went to... Uh, you've been to Golden Nugget, right? I've never been. Oh, but you've seen it. I've them, seen right? I've seen it, yeah. Actually, yeah, you're a vegetarian. I don't think you legally you can go in there. Don't think, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could eat a pancake. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are made with beef tallow. Like, I don't know. I had pancakes last night there, so I ordered this thing. It's called the Grub Steak, right? And it's like it's basically like a burger patty, but they like put onions and seasoning in it and form it into like a steak. They put bacon and cheese on there, mm-hmm. and that was next to three eggs, and they give you the option instead of getting toast, you could get pancakes. I'm like why would I not pick that? Yeah, why the fuck would I get toast yeah. then? Exactly. <laughs> Pancakes are better toast. So your stand-up comedian here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, right now you co-produce the show uh, Wednesdays After Work, but yep. you've done a lot of production in Chicago. By the way, check out Wednesdays After Work at Zany's. Zany's is the club in Chicago for stand-up comedy. And my guess is producing something there. How fucking awesome is that? It's awesome. I love it. Zany's is my favorite club, and I'm not just saying that because I'm employed. Yeah, there. <laughs> Zany's. But it's like the perfect setup for a comedy club. Like it's you know smaller. It's like intimate. It's like it's it's a good it's a good club. Good shows there. And explain to everybody why smaller is better. In this instance. Because the laughs are bouncing off the walls or whatever. It's just like sometimes when you're in too big of a room, the jokes, I don't know, the sound. It's all about the sound. Like the sound gets lost and that like affects the 
the it, atmosphere, it the vibe, it, the vibe, the energy, <laughs> yeah, the zen, the zen, <laughs> the zen, the energy crystal of. Uh, I want to feel your hot breath laugh while I'm on stage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, we want we want a visceral response that we could feel from the audience, and it's true. Like it's definitely with laughter. I've noticed for me. Um, it's like, it's, it's definitely a feel thing. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, it's not so much the noise as it is the energy and the vibe coming off of the people from it. It's like what they're express. I can't, I'm, maybe I'm getting too new no. agey about it, but like. That's, you're like, I don't need to hear it. I just got to feel it. <laughs> the vibes. Are the vibes feel there? The vibes. Feeling me, the good vibes. Let me make them feel good. Uh, <laughs> let me make them feel good. <laughs> let me fuck their brains with my jokes. Uh, I gotta hear it. I'm like, are you a fucking silent laugher? Get out of here. Laugh out yeah, loud. Laugh let out loose. loud. Let loose. <laughs> well, laugh out loud. Um, so, doing Zanies, best club in the city. You produce a lot of shows, though, right? Yeah, well, everything I produced was with my friends Dan and Jamal, and we have Unlikely Friends Comedy. Yeah. Um. So we oh, produced a lot of shows together. Sorry for for this. Just cheap plug for the podcast. I have also had them as podcast <laughs> guests on this podcast. By the way, like and subscribe Epic Cheat Day Podcast. They were on before Jamal Gushan, Dan Garcia. Listen to their episodes. It's fantastic. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so we used to produce a bunch of shows. Probably my favorite was Four Play Friday. R.I.P. It kind of was one of those things that got lost to COVID. Yeah. Um, but it was like a pregame comedy show. We would get the audience super drunk, free beer at the show, and then we would bar hop around Wicker Park That's afterwards. Fantastic. And it was, it was so fun. All the comics were great. Every, it was just like good vibes. Like, it was yeah. like the energy in that room was like really fun. I thought it was a great concept, too, because I, if I remember correctly in terms of like um, the way you guys would do it was you would have just it was called four play Fridays because you would have just four comics. Yeah, on the lineup, it was right? just four. It was supposed to be like a quick like it was only like an hour long. It's awesome. Um, You know, it's like, let's get some chuckles and some drinks in before we all go out together. And what a great concept, too, because you guys actually you did bring the social aspect into it, too. Where it's just like, no, 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 no. You're coming for the show, but we're doing so many other things after that. Yeah, yeah. it's like we're all we're all here together. We're all going to hang out. We're making friends. It's not just like oh, come to the show and then it's done. It's like, no, come to the show and then let's hang out after. Like, I want to know who you are as a person. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, let's be honest. I mean, in term, from a marketing standpoint, I mean, you guys are going to grow an audience just organically from doing that. You yeah. Know? And uh, which is brilliant. Fucking, you know, this is why you guys are successful to this day. I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah. I mean, I've made a lot of friends doing that because, I mean, doing comedy, I don't meet real, like, real people. We don't. <laughs> like, people we who, don't. I, the only people I meet are comedians. And sometimes you want to meet people who aren't comedians. Yeah. And a lot of times that's the audience. And, you know, so I've met a lot of like real people like that. Absolutely. And you're right. Listen, you're 100% right about not <laughs> meeting real people. Because when I came here, uh, everybody who I knew was a comic until I met. Uh, I'm not kidding. And this is going to sound crazy. Like I met other people from work, but I never hung out with them because I was doing comedy all the time. Yeah. And then uh, Dan's girlfriend, Jess, like she used to come to Jewel and I would have conversations with her at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> about scratch off lotto tickets and pizza. And uh, yeah, so it's just like, but she and my ex-girlfriend, uh, I met her uh, overnight working at Jewel. So it was like, it's unless that sounds you're like the pickup spot, Jewel, then I oh, gotta I, start hanging out there late at I night. Mean, yeah, it's just the late <laughs> night pickup spot. Um, you know, it's like me, it's because I'm a night owl. So it was just like me and weirdo night people just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, comics, we're night people. Let's be honest. You Honestly, know? I'm a, I was always afraid to hang out with my coworkers. Like, I was always like casually friendly with them, but. 
my work personality is like so buttoned up because if I even let my real life personality slip into it just a little bit, yeah, I would get fired immediately. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's just great. too dangerous. So I'm like, I can't hang out with my coworkers because if I do, I'm going to end up doing something crazy in front of them and. They they can't handle it. Yeah, it's they. It's not even you not being out of line. It's just they can't handle. They it. can't handle it. It's their fault. Their mind's gonna explode. They're exactly. like, we didn't think this is who Jessica is. So, in line with that, do you mind me asking what you do for a day job? Oof. Well, now I am fun employed. So I- yeah, <laughs> give it up for fun employment. <laughs> this is uh, so am I. I am I am riding it out, dude. I am not trying to. Well, I'm not getting unemployment because I quit. I quit my job in January. Wait, you could. We'll we'll talk afterwards, (laughs) but like, you know, you know, just because you quit doesn't mean you don't get unemployed. I thought you couldn't. Okay, yeah, let's talk after because I'm not getting unemployment. You you could spin it. Okay, all right. I'm going to do that. Well, yeah, because I heard that if you quit because you were like afraid of COVID. Okay, all right, let's talk afterwards. But yeah, so. I mean, I've been living off my savings uh, because I was planning to move to L.A. Savings? Not going to move to L.A. Hell yeah. I was yeah. going to say savings. What are those? Like, you're a comic with savings? That's I was. I, I had a, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, brag or anything. I had a decent paying job before I quit. <laughs> so I, I, I purely quit because I was just, like, so miserable the money wasn't even worth it. That's um, by the way the same thing happened to me when I was uh cuz I was about to become a store manager and they get paid an insane amount of money at a company that I worked for before yeah. CVS uh <laughs> and then but like I hated like first of all I could forget comedy there's no way to do comedy because you're basically on call yeah and then it was just like I I hate every second that I have to be at work so I can't do this anymore so it was just like quit that yeah. and then get paid a third of the money being a part time cashier you know what I mean it was yeah like, I mean I'm making like no money right now but I'm the happiest I've been I've in a been, long right? time yes <laughs> yes um, I do do Uber Eats but as a delivery person but I don't have a car or a bicycle. So you're doing it by foot. Yeah, I'm the walker. I have a little backpack, an insulated backpack. That's fucking incredible. I did that for Postmates. For I did it one time. Mm-hmm. I did it one day, and I was just like, okay, this would be cool, but also what happens when it rains? <laughs> yeah, I actually tried doing Uber Eats in the rain, and then I discovered that my bag was not like waterproof, and so I like opened up my bag to do a delivery, and there was just a puddle of water at the bottom, and I was like, "That's great." Good thing Here's there's your- no contact deliveries because I'm like, "Oh, I'm just gonna leave it. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it here." Here's Maybe your soggy pizza, sir. <laughs> Whenever I did fuck something up, like if I like sometimes a drink would just like pop open. I don't know. I would just, I would own up to it because I would be like, I don't want them to take my tip. I would want them to take money from Uber. So I would text them and be like, hey, you drink pop open a little bit. It spilled over the top. If you want a refund, just get your refund from Uber because then they get a discount. They, Uber just refunds they them do. for the item versus like taking my tip away. Which, by the way, I love that about Uber because they really, it's like they, they will, they are very fast to do like the refund slash swap out. Like, yeah, I, they're like, here, just take it. Just take it. Like, there's <laughs> a, they, they don't argue. They're just like, no, 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 you're right. Like, yeah. I'm, like that's probably why uber costs so much nowadays have you tried taking Honestly, an uber nowadays oh my god yeah i tried to take an uber from here um which is only not that for, like here where we're recording wait to where you live yeah to where yeah, I live. that's that, that's nothing that's what maybe a mile yeah it usually costs like seven or eight bucks and last night i tried to get one it was thirty dollars it's funny you should say that because like last night when i was trying to come back from lincoln lodge like it was $35. I'm like, why is it 35 What was so special about last <laughs> why is night? It so much money. And yeah. then the drivers aren't even getting that 
money. Like no, they're, they're not, not getting paid extra per ride. They're doing these dumb promotions to try and get people out to drive, but they're like almost impossible to achieve. Like yeah. for the delivery people, it's like essentially like, okay, if you can get um, like 20 deliveries done in this three hour time period, then you get an extra bonus. But it's like, that's like almost impossible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 20 deliveries. <laughs> and so that's why they say they're charging more because they're like, well, we got to fund the money for these promotions. And I'm like, no one's getting those. No one's money. getting those. Unless people are gaming the system, which some people are. Yeah. People are saying they're a walker. So, like, on the walker mode for delivery. But then they're, they're actually driving, yeah, right? They're driving. But, well, or some people are on bikes because Uber will catch you if you're going too fast. So, like, if you say you're a bicycle, oh but you're going 40 miles an hour, Uber will be like, you're going too fast. We know you're not on a bicycle. And that's right. They have your phone. They know if fast you're getting to uh-huh. the front. oh jesus christ i it's funny th- that these things are like a factor with jobs because the thing that really freaked me out was i was did uh i did um uh instacart mm-hmm. i did an in i did two in-store shopper jobs but i did uh, instacart in-store shopper the mariano's on north broadway in barry right mm-hmm. um i'm doing it and i'm not kidding i had a supervisor who was on staff all she did was walk me around the store one time and she was there to answer like questions, like tech questions. That was it. My boss was my phone. Yeah. And that's kind of t- scary. It is. Because they could also like people just get like deactivated from Uber. And yeah. it's like you can't and people don't know why. Yeah. They just give you like a vague reason like, oh, we suspected you of fraud. And people are like, how? Why? Huh? What happened? And you can't get a hold of anyone and they no. will not reactivate your account. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, and it tells you when to go on your lunch break, and like I'm like, what? What is this? Like computers are we're working for the machines now. We're yeah. working for the machines. Um, wow, that took a dark dystopian turn. No. <laughs> let's well, let's I'm go look, back. To I'm comedy. looking for a job, so if anyone's hiring, <laughs> if anyone's hiring, uh, you know, not too much work, a lot of money is just a lot the of job money. Yeah, that's it. Just, <laughs> you know, one of those jobs. I I do hope because of the pandemic, like this, this causes like a real realistic shift in people being able to work remotely. I think it's going too long term because like now that companies should really be looking at the fact that it's like you don't have to have a brick and mortar place for people to work now for a lot of jobs. Yeah, well, that's the type of work I used to do is I sold. I well, I worked in co working, so I was like leasing short term office space. Um, it's kind of complex. It's if I, you know what WeWork is. Yeah, the company, I do know I, what WeWork is. Yeah, yeah. so I, I worked for a company like WeWork, but we were not WeWork, but we did Got the it. same thing. Same thing. Got it. Which, um, uh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, people don't need to come back to the office. And I also felt terrible, like pushing people to come back to the office in a pandemic. And I'm like, no, if they don't need to, why would I push them to come back? What yeah. is the benefit? You know? What's the benefit? <laughs> like, you know, if anything, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a negative to have people like, you know, they're having to commute to work. Okay. So then they have to deal with the car traffic, yeah. even public, even public transportation. So it's just like, you're biting into their time, you know, then they have to come to work to an office that they're not really comfortable in, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to cut it through your efficiency on that. Why is this turning into a fucking thing? I, <laughs> I'm sorry. so sorry. This is an entertain. No, you know, not have to back to I do back to comedy and being Fat uh, Epic Chite Podcast at Gmail, Facebook, Instagram. Hit me up. Like and subscribe to the fucking podcast. You have a podcast. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I have a podcast called Childhood Drama. Um, it's about like petty first fight stories or like, you know, petty drama. People you hated for no reason that you can like look back and laugh on now. Love it. 
I feel Love like everyone it. has that. You know, the the drama that you had as a child is probably for the most part, so laughable now. And it's really like fun is. to talk about it. And I love to hear people's stories. That's awesome. Yeah, I just did one of the episodes. And uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, and it's available on all platforms, right? Yeah. Okay, that's good. So we got a good plug in there. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Um, comedy. Now, how long have you been doing comedy? Um, Coming up on four years on 4th of July. Are you count- Now, are you counting pandemic year or not? I am, even though you can't. I don't. I mean, I'm not. Are we? Are, I feel like it has to be universal. Are we all subtracting the year? Or <laughs> that's true. I think that should be standard. Like I'm definitely doing it because it's just like I'm not where other three. At what other where? Because uh, you and I started the same year. You started a couple months after me. Yeah. Um. Because I started in March of 2017. Um. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I started July 2017. July 2017, right? And like, so like, seeing what other people are doing comedy wise i'm just like i am not where they are after four years so i'm not gonna say four subtract years subtract one year subtract <laughs> one year and people will be like okay that makes sense makes you know sense. add that other year it's just like really you're doing just those shows like <laughs> so um but yeah uh and you and i early on uh i i met you early on you met me early on in our oh my God. careers yeah do you want to talk was... a little bit about that I was, it was embarrassing. So like, I was <laughs> very early on, I was hosting a open mic at Public House. Public House. Which I don't even think is a theater anymore, right? It is, but like, it was weird. Like, I actually tried pitching a show once they converted ownership because they were like, oh, we're going to only do sci-fi themed shows. Like, what? <laughs> What a niche thing! I know for just... like a for like a theater that's like so far out of the way across the street from a cemetery. Yeah, <laughs> I will say though, like if you pack that fucking thing out, like that would be like a decent place to have a show. Yeah, just... it's a cute little spot. I mean, but so me and you would go to this open mic. You were hosting, and it would just there would be I four was the comics. Worst host. <laughs> yeah, was... you were fine as a host. No, I was the worst host. I couldn't get anyone's name right. It was like probably honestly like the second like honestly very early on like probably the second or third time i'd even really been on stage i don't know i can't remember how i got asked to host this mic because you were one of three comics there that's oh yeah i I think i showed up to the first one and then the person who was running the mic was just like do you want to do it and i thought i was doing so bad every week he kept asking me to come back and host and i was like see this guy must be desperate (laughs) there's gotta be somebody better that can host it well, I went to his, uh, uh, the mic and show that he runs now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we discussed, we, we had a conversation about you. We were just like this. Yeah. Remember, remember that? He's just like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. But we weren't talking about that. We oh, were, thank God. I mean, we were definitely talking about that. I mean, that, that just monopolized the whole entire conversation. But, um, you know, you got your, your comedy sea legs. I mean, look, so you produce four play Fridays produce a show at zany's do you, okay this is an important question especially for somebody who has the experience of doing both with the production because a lot mm-hmm. of comics like they'll dabble with the production end but you actually have you know you've cultivated a following with the production end um how much or how much of a passion do you have for that um you know comparatively speaking to your passion for comedy the like the production side of the it? the production side of it, you know the you know you know being the hype person, you know getting people yeah. in or honestly, yeah. I feel like they're equally as important. Like I feel like you're just doubling up on building your audience, and I feel like it's you have a 
a higher chance of building an audience when you're also doing the production part, especially in the way that like I get people to the shows. I feel like I'm building a lot of personal connections versus like sometimes just building an audience through your comedy can be a little bit distanced. Like people just see you on stage and kind of decide like, oh, I'm going to look them up or whatever. But when you're like reaching out to get people into the shows, it's like more of a personal connection. And both are important, but I, I think, you know, I enjoy both equally. And I mean, with the concept that you were talking about, which is fantastic, by the way, I give you so much credit for it because I'm, I tried doing producing before, like, and now I'm like, now I'm producing two things now. And I'm just like, why do people do, like, I'm, I get why people do it because <laughs> obviously stressful. I wouldn't do it. Um, I, I feel like, but it's like, I'm one of those types of people that if I hate doing something, I'm going to keep doing it till maybe I don't love it, but mm-hmm. until I don't hate it, you know, yeah. so... I'm usually the opposite. I'm, I, this is one of my worst <laughs> traits is that I don't like to do anything I'm not immediately good at. If I'm not the best at it the first time I try it, I'm usually like, okay, well, I'm done here. <laughs> love it. I love it. That's great. Well, the way you your approach to how you do producing, I mean, again, be, not only being unique, but it's almost like grassroots. You're standing there with the person. You're, you know... You know, yeah. you're whatchamacallit, you're accessible to them. This mm-hmm. is a friend now. This is a person that you know who knows you, who's hung out with you in a social environment. And you're like, hey, why don't you come out and see us perform again? That's awesome. I mean, that's conceptually like mind blowing because people think, oh, well, if I get a good flyer and post it on Facebook, <laughs> you know, people will love it. And I was yeah. like, that's not, no. You got to reach the people. I used to work in politics. So it's funny that you said grassroots. Yeah. So, like, I. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I used to do is I used to try and like recruit people to volunteer for campaigns. And I do think that some of that is like carried over and into the way that I approach like producing shows. But I'm not like, hey, you got to volunteer. I'm like, hey, you got to laugh. Absolutely. (laughs) Come get a laugh. That would be awesome (laughs) if you did that. See, you know what? This is what I like about talking talking with Jess. During her podcast or during my podcast, um, we've both been looking at the clock because we're like, this feels like we went on. We were talking for longer because we <laughs> spit a lot of information out in a very short period of time. We're only at the twenty-two minute mark. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I feel like I've said a lot. Yeah, because we have. <laughs> because we're not one of these people who speak in slow bursts. No, no, no. It's we put. A whole... um, yeah, exactly. Just a whole, just bunch of words in a small, compact space. Um, so four years in, you're doing comedy, you're producing shows. Uh, are there misconceptions that you had initially that have been completely shattered or augmented in some way by the years of experience? Um, I do think that like the mostly the the like the the interpersonal like interactions between other comedians, like it's way more like cutthroat than I would have imagined. Like in my mind, I always thought that like, the type of personality I'm expecting to see when I go to like Hollywood, when everyone's trying to like, yeah, you know, kind of, you know, stomp on other people to get ahead or like gatekeeping information so other people can't get ahead. Yeah. I did not expect to see that in Chicago because Chicago is such a friendly city and everyone is like, just like, you know, yeah. other people, like real people are like so friendly. I didn't expect Chicago comedy to be like so. I think it's mostly the gatekeeping. <laughs> like, I, I really, I really want to dive deeper with this. I know we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I not gonna. I don't. I don't want to gossip. And it's like yeah. I, I try to stay out of any of the the drama or anything. You and, know. 
And let's be honest, we're still, I mean, there's a lot of us, but it's still a fairly small community if you think about it, like it grand is. scheme of things. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mention on the podcast a lot, because somebody threw this number out and it just sounded right to me, that in Chicago at any given time, there's about 600 comics. That right? makes sense, because honestly, I yeah. look at, like, people I'm friends with on Facebook, only through comedy, and we have, like, 455 mutual friends, and I'm like, do I even know 455 people in yeah. Chicago? <laughs> It's funny you should mention that because, like, I was going through a list in my head of, like, and I was, like, like going through, like, people who I've had conversations with. Not even necessarily, like, no one on a real world. But it's just, like, most of my Facebook friends from the comedy world, it's just, like, I could distinctly remember conversations that I've had with them. Like, holy shit, how many people do I fucking talk to a a year? It's a lot of people. It's a lot, right? And it's kind of crazy because there's that, like, science that says that, like, our brain was never equipped to know more than, like, 120 people or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's real. Like, I – there are people who come up to me all the time like, hey, Derek, what's going on? And I, like, I, I at some point I definitely pull the veil back. I'm like, I don't know how I know you. You know, I <laughs> yeah. just – I don't remember – you know what I hated it for? I hated like having hosted a mic. <laughs> I hate when comics come to be like, "Oh, you remember when I did such and such in my set?" I'm like, "Absolutely not." Like I don't, <laughs> I don't remember your set the second you got off the stage. It's unless, gone. It's gone. It's like unless you've done something that's like the. It was the first time I heard the joke and it was fucking mind blowingly funny. Yeah. Then I'll remember it that night. But like the second I leave, like I don't. Yeah, it's gone. I, I mean, at a at an open mic, especially too. It's like. People are just going up one after another for yeah. hours on end. <laughs> and I'm just being railroaded with people talking and then my phone's going off because somebody wants a bump. Yeah. And then this fucking thing happens. And then, you know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, you get it. Yeah. Um. So would you say in comedy, like, was this, was this always a passion for you? Was this like, was this like a goal for years mm. or did you stumble into it some weird way? I think it was like always something that felt like so out of reach to me. Like it was kind of like a dream job in the in the same way that someone would say like, I want to be an astronaut or like a something that's like out of reach or like a, a super like athlete or something. Something that's yeah. out of reach for most people. I was like, oh, I could never do that. And then I got into politics and I worked in Florida on Hillary's 2016 election. I got tricked into working on her election. I nice. totally thought I was not going to work for her. <laughs> um, and then I like drove my car three three days across the country. And I was there. And I was like, well, I guess this is her campaign. And so I guess I'll just stay. <laughs> um, but was, I just live here now. Yeah, this I guess is this it. is it. I'm not going to drive all three days back. It was such a miserable experience. Like, it was truly the worst well was, what was what made it the worst like what was the it was it just like a cacophony of things am i using cacophony correctly it sounds it sounds like you're using it right it now. sounds like i'm using it right it sounds good we're gonna leave yeah. it in there um <laughs> honestly i'm surprised that no one's written like a tell-all book about the way that democrats are running elections <laughs> like it's so bad like they're violating all types of like labor laws pure and they're like exploiting people's like passion of about course. the cause oh, especially yeah. in 2016 when you're like running up against tr- a trump they're yeah. like oh people are going to do literally anything to make sure he doesn't get in office and so you're and working let's milk that yeah. yeah so you're working like constantly just around the clock some people weren't getting bathroom breaks like they were denied you know going to the bathroom while working at an event and some like my manager said we couldn't eat between the hours of 4 p.m. and 10 p.m. 
<laughs> what the fuck is that? Because it's prime call time. And if you're taking, like, calling people to see if they want to volunteer or whatever. Yeah. So if you are eating between the hours of 4 p.m. and 10 p.m., then you are not making as many calls as humanly possible. And that's not okay. But then on top of that, after call time, you have to like submit all this data and like upload a bunch of like information. So like realistically, you're not eating until the middle of that night if you choose to eat at that point. <laughs> and this is the party that's supposed to be the most benefit to the most people. Exactly. That's... And then they wanted us to pay it out of pocket for a bunch of stuff. Like we had to get our own supplies. And I was like... Why isn't the campaign giving us clipboards and pens and tables? And they're like, you should pay for it. It's And then my manager told me, consider it your donation to the campaign. What? I was like, I am what? working 80 fucking hours, hours a, a week. week at you this- have my yeah. donation, buddy. <laughs> I just. OK, because people get on my case because about especially when it comes to politics. I don't really talk about my politics. There's one comic who I talk to about. It, that's it. Right. And the reason why is because I genuinely believe that both parties are the fucking devil it's bull it's a sham it's i get a t- it it's a tv show and it's designed ju- literally just to add one layer of more one more layer of division between the populace and mass so that to keep us in line that's it i do not believe that there is any real at like at its core difference between the parties i don't because all of those well, things yeah. go out the window when it comes to money and when it comes to that type of shit and you are literally validating this side to my thank 100%. you thank you for doing that yeah um you know it's it's i mean working for democrats is what made me become like a far left <laughs> person <laughs> i I'm oh good. so you got pushed further into that oh yeah, yeah. i got pushed very far left working for democrats and like during the campaign i unregistered as a democrat like oh, well, yeah. i was working for democrats and registered independent nice <laughs> like, so so when you say you're far left, and I, I, I'm, I promise you, yeah, we you, don't not, have to get into politics. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I'm not gonna. Uh, uh, I'm just curious, like, what does that mean? Is it just independent? It's just like a, a general thing, or I know? mean, to to make it very basic, yeah, just, is I believe everyone should have food, everyone should have housing, um, and everyone should have access to like healthcare, and that shouldn't cost people anything. There shouldn't be unequal access to it. It shouldn't be tied to your job. It shouldn't be. <laughs> Guys, Jessica Mance for president in 2024. <laughs> Let's make this happen. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you know, great, great ideals. So I don't think anybody can argue with that, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean cool. people do. People do. People do. <laughs> I mean, I think. Well, all right, yeah, we're not. Gonna, yeah, we don't have we're to get into it. it. All right, you know, I can't remember why I started talking about this. Oh, so we were talking about um, what led you to comedy. Oh yeah, so after that, I mean, my degree is in political science, and I, after campaigning, I was like, I think I want to take a break from politics altogether. I can't say I'm blaming you. Oh, you mean the, the 80, <laughs> 80 hour work week? You know, no bathroom break job? Sure, yeah, yeah. Like, take a break. Um. And so I just I just kind of tried it on a whim. Like someone said, like we were like miserable on this job. And one day we were like kind of commiserating in a pizza place in Florida. We were like, man, if you weren't doing campaign work, like what would you do? What's your dream job? And at one point I said, like, you know, I think my dream job would be to be like a comedy writer, like a late night host on a TV show. And after that, someone was like, well, what's stopping all of you? Like, you can do that. And that, like, really inspired me. And I was like, I could do it. After that campaign, I moved to Chicago. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to try comedy. Hell yeah. (laughs) So you hear that, guys? If you're at a job that is just railroading you with shit, 
<laughs> just the entire time that you're there to the point that you hate your life so much you can achieve your dreams. That's what she's trying to tell you. <laughs> yes. four, and four years in, let's be honest, you're pretty fucking successful. I mean, you know, it's... It's very and, kind of you to say. Well, I mean, I, I think with comedy, I think the misconception that I know I, I had, and I think a lot of people had, they go in there and they think, you know, very ideally about what the comedy quote-unquote dream is, mm-hmm. which is, you know, maybe it's a Netflix special or getting on TV or something like that. But as I, I think within two weeks, I don't think I know this, within two weeks of actually doing it, and not when I started in Philly, I'm talking about when I started doing it in Chicago, mm-hmm. that was right out the door. I was like, oh my God, this my whole concept of why I want to do this and continue to do it just completely changed. It's totally different. Yeah. It's totally different. Now it's just like, I, for me, the quote unquote dream is if I could self-substantiate, even because I live at a very low level, like it, it, I, it costs nothing my food, literally food is the most expensive thing for me. Yeah. More so even than rent. Okay. Which is, <laughs> that's crazy. But like if I could self-substantiate with comedy, to me, that's the goal. That's like it. That, that's it for me. Like w- whatever I need to do to make that happen, that's what I want to do. Yeah. That's honestly about the same for me. Like I just want to be able to support myself. Yeah. Um, doing comedy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you listen, you're the, the hell of a foundation you got going on here. I mean, yeah. You just build on top of that bad boy shit. Shout out to the original, the first step of hosting that Mike Porley at Public House. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody's first. I, I, you know something, and I give you, here's why I give you credit for that, because I, you know, priding myself in being a decent host, um, mm-hmm. it's a lot of comics I know just like this, oh, I would never want to host, but you build so many tools hosting yeah it's such a different muscle yeah it's like it's really fun to it do is. it's like you have to constant like it's different than like when you do a set it's like okay i'm only doing you know five minutes ten minutes whatever and then i'm done yeah but as a host like it's you're working the whole time the, the show is going on and Absolutely. you have to be just on the whole time totally and that's and that's the thing too like i looked at it i had a conversation with vic bandia mm-hmm. about this and he was just like this i think it's really smart that you're you know you're hosting a mic i'm like why he said because you can maximize your stage time that way instead of having to go travel to mic sign up wait and go up and do four minutes yeah you're at a mic where you basically can do as much time as you want because it's your mic that's okay? true and then in between comics you mm-hmm. could squeeze things in there so ultimately it's just like you're going out once for the night but you're getting like five mics worth of time that's so true that you're able to work on stuff it's like holy shit yeah, yeah. you're right um do i use that time for, uh, efficiently fuck no no <laughs> well writing a mic is a huge time commitment i mean I, I would imagine especially now everyone's trying to you know get time the list along so <laughs> funny you should say that so the mic i'm doing tonight the mic <laughs> the my weekly mic by the way guys if you ever want to do open mic comedy hit up chicago fight club and uh we post on wednesday when you see that post DM the Chicago Fight Club page and we'll put you on the open mic. We have a cap list and our lists are so long that we split it across two rooms. Mm. So it's ba- it's effectively They're running two at open the same mics. time. They're running at the same oh, time. Nice. So um, you know, and then uh yeah, it's I I like it there especially if you have cuz you actually have real people that are there cuz they're like they're like the the spillover from the show. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's like and they're still in the comedy mood. They still want to laugh a bit. Yeah. So we get them staying for the open mic. So oh, that's, that's nice. That's yeah. Really cool. They're like, we'll get a few more laughs in. Get a few more get, laughs get in. A few more chuckles. Yeah, more exactly. Let's bang for your buck. <laughs> they don't have to buy another ticket. You yeah. Know? Uh, Lincoln Lodge loves it because they get people buying more drinks. Yeah. So anytime, anytime you have a venue. 
selling more drinks, they're happy. They're happy, it. yeah. That's what it takes. Uh, so yeah, how I'm just curious because when you were running foreplay, that was at um the Flatiron, right? Mm-hmm. So I and that was uh, like great BYOB spot. So is that how you guys would do it? You do the whole BYOB thing and then like work out something with the the bars in the area or yeah so we would actually supply the beer and wine for nice. people that bought the tickets at one point we were sponsored by a beer company oh yeah i'm not gonna name them because the beer was honestly pretty gross nobody liked it and it was like really aggressively branded like it looked like energy drinks and, it, <laughs> and they were all like <laughs> i think you can figure out which beer <laughs> they were all like double ipas it was like it was, <laughs> and not everyone likes that so we were just handing that out for free um but then eventually we just started buying beer to you know we wanted people to just have a good time not have to worry about like spending money in this first part it's like you're coming to like a house party you know what i mean yeah absolutely um you're having a good time and then yeah we would just bar hop around the area that's awesome yeah that's awesome um you know uh so okay so we covered that i I really by the way in case you haven't noticed i don't have a format fuck a format oh okay i I ask everybody i ask everybody different questions like i uh whatever you want to talk about i'm down to talk about it let's see where can we go with this so oh yeah what's um you know just because i had an idea for one of the shows that i produce i'm curious how like if i gun to your head right now Mm -hmm. what's the most time you could do on a stage um, I think I'm going to keep this as a question, by the way, for, you okay. know, for comments. That's a toughie because I've done 30 minutes. But- <laughs> <laughs> you already know what the next the follow up question to that. Do I need to ask so, it or are you just going mean, to volunteer the information? Okay, so I recorded 30 minutes at live at the storefront. Nice. Um, and I'm really proud of it. I think I did a really good job. I was worried I wouldn't have enough material because okay. I was very new into stand-up. Wait, um, how, how many years in did you do 30 minutes? It must have only been two years. I, I did it in not... 2019. <laughs> I, I know a comic who got billed as a headliner, told to do 45 minutes. I mean, this was like a burbs thing. <laughs> Told to do 45 minutes and did it within their first nine months of comedy. Well, that's impressive. But, but I don't think it was a good 45 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do 45 minutes now. I couldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, gun, <laughs> gun to my head, maybe I could do 25 right now. And I would say of that, that's good. Yeah. Maybe 15, 20. Like, I'm maybe, yeah. you know, shoulder shrug. Yeah. I feel real good about 20 minutes. Like 20 I have minutes. a solid 20 minutes, but if someone asked me to do 30, I would do it. And I wouldn't, I don't think I would be bullshitting people. Like, yeah. I've got 30. I can do that. It'll make people laugh, but I don't think it's all my best. It's not the tightest, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's, and that's fair. And I would, I would think that, yeah, probably 20, like I could see 20. I've, yeah. When was the last time I've seen you perform? I'm trying to think the last show that I've seen you on. It was a while back. It must have been because oh. I've only done Wednesdays after work since um, the pandemic. It was pre-pandemic. I remember, and I was just like this because before this was um, was there was a gap, and I think the last time I saw you was probably an open mic before that, and mm-hmm. but then there was like a year gap, and I was just like, holy shit, did she get good? Um, it was uh, Doctor Ellen Wesley's show over at Stage Seven Seven Three. And we had the, we had the drunk heckle couple, yeah. and and just the comics in the audience. And you went up, and I was just like, "This okay, that was a killer set in a room you couldn't possibly kill in." 
those people it was literally like four people in there yeah <laughs> like four and they were not in two people did not even want to be there they, they just wanted want they just needed a room where they could be drunk and whisper sweet nothings in each other's ears they were like very sexy all over each other but and you, like, had you could do them. this anywhere <laughs> Exactly. You you paid ticket prices to do this. <laughs> yeah. But you had them. You had everybody's attention in that room and they were loving you. I'm just like, holy shit. It was like, fun. Yeah. It was fun. I remember you went up on that and you. I hosted. Yeah. 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 You a... you hosted it. And I was like, Derek's fucking killing it. Thank you. Thank you. We killed it in front of nobody. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's tough to yeah. like to do in front of like four people. And I was like. Derek's getting up here. He does. He's not sweating. No. He's like, I got control of this room. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, for for non comics who listen, by the way, fortunately, a good portion of my my large audience, <laughs> the big, I air quoted right there. Um, good portion of them aren't comics. So for non comics, you have to understand the less people at a venue the harder it is to because the more people that are there people a lot of people that are gonna laugh are gonna laugh at other people laughing almost as much as the actual joke the less people that are there if you could get them to laugh like for, i don't know if that if yeah. this is true for you but at least for me i've noticed it's like contag- that's laughter is contagious it's contagious so if you know? there's only you it's know. like herpes you know it's contagious <laughs> there's only four people in the room and two of them are drunk and not paying attention makes yeah. it hard to spread the laughter and you notice those two people <laughs> yeah. you know? well they're right in front and they, no matter how sometimes no matter like people will call those people out and be like I can't be that person. I can't be mean and like call people out. I'm very bad at that. Really? Yeah. I I feel like I'm I I'm just like very bad at being mean. That's why I really don't do roasts either. Like people ask me to do like roast shows. I did um one roast show over Zoom. Who'd you roast? Some girl in Austin. Or no, she was in New York. Okay. Um, and I felt me I felt bad. I was like prepping and I was like writing this stuff and I was like, is this too mean? And like some of the stuff I wrote was just literally like, this girl looks like she still says chicken nuggies. <laughs> like, I was like, is it too mean? <laughs> That's so good. Uh, to be fair, um, I, I'd say chicken nuggies. <laughs> but, uh, and also, I'm not kidding. When I get chicken nuggets from the store, I get the dinosaur ones. But I have a, there's a reason for that, other okay. than me being a big kid, is that they have more ridges to hold more sauce. Mm, that's what's important. Honestly, I'm a big condiment person. So Hell like- yeah. Food, some a lot of times food is just like a vessel for like the sauce. One hundred percent, and like with a good enough sauce, that's exactly what it is. It's yeah, just, it's like that's just a give me the the dipping sauces. That's why I hate when places charge you like individually for like a little tiny little side of sauce. Give me a sauce sampler. More it's, places should do that. A sampler, yeah. And you know what's crazy? It's like the 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 company everybody hates because of their uh, the because of their very very pro Christian stance. Dude, they are the most giving of sauce I've ever seen a company. If you go into Chick Fil A, I shit you not, they, get they a lot will. Of sauce. Get, you can get as much sauce as you want, and they give it to you. And it's not like in a little uh, squeeze because White Castle, my favorite place, all their sauces come in squeeze packs. It's like <laughs> why? Like uh, how am I supposed to dip my chicken rings yeah. in this? Like no, you go into Chick Fil A and it's just like the the nice little sauce container, and they have like four. They no, not fourteen. No, I'm, I made that up. Like ten different sauces, mm-hmm. and like if you want all ten of those sauces, oh, here you go. 
we hate gay people. Here you go. Yeah, I don't eat there because they hate gay people. They hate and I gay just, people. I'm like, well, I can't go there. So in Philly, I, I'm here's why I'm ambivalent about it. I never had Chick-fil-A before I moved to Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Philly and the um, and I was just like, I've ne- never seen Chick-fil-A. I gotta try Chick-fil-A. I've heard about Chick-fil-A. Going to Chick-fil-A, uh, the person behind the register, one of the gayest people I've ever, like, very <laughs> out now. I'm just like this. You know their rep. He's just like, I don't care, man. I need a job. Yeah, I mean, some people just need jobs, but I personally choose not to eat there. I I can't say I blame you. And I, you know. I can't say I blame you. I can't do it. I don't shop at Hobby Lobby. Why? What happened with Hobby Lobby? I don't know. Oh, because they're also like super Christian. And so they're like, they also, they like try to ban like people using their health insurance to get certain forms of birth control. What? Yeah. And they donate. They do the same thing. They like donate to a bunch of like anti-LGBT um, wow. funds. I mean, not that I've ever seen a, a Hobby Lobby in the flesh, not in the flesh, in the brick and mortar, but uh, <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. It's like, dude, you're selling trains to kids. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? What are you doing? You're selling wreaths and Fake flowers and crafty shit. Chick-fil-A, I get. You know, Jesus has to bless the grazing land for the chickens. I totally understand <laughs> like, we that. Get it, we get like, it. I get, get it. it. You don't want to piss that guy off. <laughs> also, I, I genuinely believe that if Jesus saw the way his name was used, he would be like, dude, we got to take care of this earth thing and yeah. just have God come down and just like Get my name off us. these in and out cups or whatever the fuck the Bible verse. <laughs> get it off. Cups. I w- <laughs> I will say this: After moving to Chicago, my consumption of Chick well, my my consumption of Chick Fil A was never high. It was just like it was more of a novelty thing being in New York. Like, oh, this Southern brand, you know. Oh yeah. And then when I found out about the whole like kerfuffle, because by the way, I'm I'm very ignorant of current events. Mm. Like usually, I find out things like three weeks after the fact. Oh but, shit. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I go out of my way to do it. Like my Facebook, like I've I've unfollowed everybody on Facebook. <laughs> So I only see posts from like groups and stuff. I'm, I'm like when like anybody tells me about Facebook drama, I'm like, what are you talking? Yeah, like about? I never I saw know. it. So like I didn't really know too much. Like I did know about Chick Fil A when I went to Chick Fil A, right? But I didn't know how deep it was mm-hmm. until later on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just thought it was like, oh, like the president of Chick Fil A said, you know, something homophobic ten years ago. Like yeah. I didn't realize it was like. Oh, but they're not, they're not open on Sunday. Why aren't they open on Sunday? Jesus' day. <laughs> That's the That's real why. crime. How <laughs> dare they not be open seven days a week? <laughs> and you know what's really fucked up, too, is that, uh, um, uh, yeah, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> why are you fucking... Listen, you're a company, okay? First and foremost, you're a company. Make money however you make money. Yeah. Be inclusive. Be Who inclusive. Nobody ah. cares. I don't know. I have, I mean, cares. I haven't eaten Chick Fil A mostly because I don't eat. Also, meat. you don't eat meat. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, but, and the only chicken, the, all they have is chicken. So. Well, I heard the waffle fries were supposed to be good, so one time I did get the fries and I got the sauces. I was a big fan. Yeah. Of the Polynesian sauce. You know, I'm not gonna say I was a big fan. No free clout for Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, like they need my support. <laughs> but. I didn't think the waffle fries were all that. Yeah. I, didn't, I think they were, were just okay. Yeah. I've had better fries elsewhere. Jack in the Box curly fries, probably the best fries. Jack, I've ever. never. By the way, I've never had Jack in the Box. No, I think it's a West Coast thing. I don't know if they're out here. I really want to try one. They're I, such an interesting fast food place because they have, um, like, it's like burgers and stuff, but then they also have egg rolls that are honestly pretty good they have egg rolls <laughs> yeah. in a fucking fast food place. Yeah, they're like big giant egg rolls. You get like one or two egg rolls. <laughs> they're really, they're honestly really good. 
And then they have like those cheap ass tacos that people get. I heard about the the Jack in the Box cheap ass tacos. Yeah, I really have. Um, oh, here's what I found out too. Like Sweet Baby Ray's, they basically uh-huh. have knockoff versions of the Chick Fil A sauces that are exactly the same. Like the Chick Fil A sauce, mm-hmm. they have a, a chicken sauce that's Sweet Baby Ray's. So I'm like, oh, so I can still have my sauce and still feel like a decent human being too. Yeah, so and you're saving cool. money. And you're saving so much cheaper. <laughs> and also, there's by the way, there's better chicken sandwiches now. Right? I feel there like that's, is. for some reason, a competitive market right now. Everyone's trying to have the best chicken sandwich. Yeah, and it's not Chick-fil-A. Like, Popeye's, like, absolutely dunked on them. It's just like, no, 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 we, we're going to have the best chicken sandwich. And they do. <laughs> they do. Between that and being able to get a third-party version of their sauce for a cheaper price, you know what? Guess what, Chick-fil-A? You're obsolete. Peace. Yeah. People still love them. I think because they're, like, service, too. Like, that. there's, like, that's, like, a running... That they do smile. That people are like so nice there. <laughs> you know where else they're nice? Culver's. Like I didn't know about yeah. Culver. Have you had Culver? I've never know. been to Culver's. Oh yeah, don't because I, I I think their most vegetarian option is cheese curds. Oh, but don't don't they have ice cream or something that's good? Sauce yeah, but that's curd? made that's literally made with pork. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's pork ice cream. <laughs> so it's like, how? Why is it so rich and creamy? Lard. <laughs> Lard. Lard makes everything better. Uh, you know, vegetarian, uh, this city, uh, Chicago diner, fucking, I, I, oh, yeah. yeah, have you done it? Yeah. I mean, uh, I live really close to I was going to say, if you, you're right there, you can It's can't. so good. I mean, it's really heavy on like the faux meat, which I don't eat a lot of. Yeah. Um, but it's good. I mean, you can't beat their like Reuben tastes like a real Reuben. Yeah, it's Reuben like, there? and it's impressive. I'm... It's like, how did you get it to taste like this? <laughs> it's like, a, here's the, it's here's crazy. the secret. Beef. <laughs> it's real. Psych. <laughs> <It's real. Psych. laughs> gotcha. Um, I'm so glad we segued over to food. Um, this is gonna be a weird left turn. I'm so sorry, but like, just because, like, I, I, I love, I love his Insta, and, uh, <laughs> but let's let's talk about you being a dog mom. Okay. Yeah. Pickles. All right. What well, uh, pickles? First of all, she named her dog Pickles, which uh, arguably the cutest name to name a pet. Period. <laughs> Um, were you always a dog person or? Yeah, I always wanted a dog. I could never get one because my mom is not an animal person. Okay. She just is not into it. Um, so I, like, I loved dogs, but I never had a pet. We did have a dog briefly. It's a Rottweiler who I named Pocahontas, but we got rid of her because my mom said she was too aggressive or something. I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, well, yeah, you guys got a Rottweiler and I'm a fucking three-year-old. I don't know what I expected. (laughs) German killer guard dog. Yeah. So So I could never have any pets. I did have a fish when I was in. It's not a pet. I was was in love with this fish, okay? I felt like he had a little personality. His name is Ringo Starr after um, the Beatles. That would be great if you named him Ringo Starr off of something completely <laughs> totally different. different. <laughs> totally different <laughs> reference. Nobody knows about. Um, but Ringo died a tragic death. Uh, what would happen for Ringo? So I had a I had a fish tank that had a... Um, I always forget this word. It's not a stethoscope. It's like a, a periscope. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Um, it had a little periscope. Oh, no. I got it from Already Kmart this is where you can, like, look into it. Yeah. And when he would, like, swim around it. And one day, I don't know, it was like a ghost or something. Something happened where, like, the periscope was, like, up. And then it just fell. And it crushed him. 
and it was like really bloody. And it was sad. I remember I remember the day he died was October 29th because I was supposed to go to the fall festival at school and I was like I can't do it. I'm so sad. Oh, oh that's heartbreaking. <laughs> It is, but you know what? He lived a good life for being a, a beta fish or a fighter fish or whatever. Yeah. Lived way longer than he probably should have, honestly. Maybe he wanted to go. Maybe Speaking he... of betas, what's it like producing with Dan Garcia? Jesus ah! Christ! <laughs> I needed to do Zinger. that. Well. Zinger. Zinger. Um, Anyways, I, I switched to Ringo. We were supposed to be talking about pickles. Oh, yeah, we're going to. Oh, I was going to call myself a gamma male just to shit on myself a little bit. But we're, <laughs> I'm not even I'm not on the sexual spectrum at all. Um, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, so pickles. So pickles, pickles, the pug, by the mm-hmm. way, cute dog. <laughs> I, just, I just love how he just splays out on the street. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. I'm just like, oh, he's he's OK with everything. Yeah, right he's a little splooter. He'll stop and just splat anywhere. And I'm talking about like flat. Like flat. I'm talking about as flat as he can get. Well, part he, of it is because he likes to drag his balls across stuff. So he's like <laughs> he's dragging his balls across the concrete. Doggy. Anytime he comes across like a new texture, like if there's a carpet he's never been on, he's like, "What do my be- What do my balls feel like on it?" <laughs> the liquor weird. store. He's dragging his balls across the thing. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 just that's just ramping up his cuteness right there. That is just. You know, oh, I am going to get him neutered dude. and I'm kind of sad because I'm like, well, he's probably going to I'm like, he's going to miss dragging his balls. Across stuff. You, now, let me ask you this. What's the over like, what, what are the odds? Do you think he's still going to just do it out of habit? I think he's probably still going to do it out of habit, yeah. but he'll probably miss the sensation. He will. Like, this, oh, this used to be so much <laughs> more fun. This used to be so fun. Yeah. Uh, poor, poor Pickles and his and his pug nuts. Pickles pug nuts. <laughs> pug nuts. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we are, where were we at? Ooh, look at that. See, we talk about food and pickles. Guess what? We start, we, we, we get into it. We got into you know it. What I mean? We got into it. So, um, any closing thoughts or words for my, my wonderful guest? Am I, should, should I, should I, should I judge myself more harshly for eating more Chick-fil-A than I should have probably? I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I don't push anyone to to live a certain kind of way. Like I'm not like I'm a vegetarian. I don't push people to be vegetarian. Absolutely. I choose not to spend my money places because I don't like the way they spend their money. Totally. But I'm not going to push someone else to say, Hey, don't spend, unless it's something like kind of crazy. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, people like, you know, that white supremacist. Exactly. (laughs) Like there, there is a line, but something like Chick-fil-A or Hobby Lobby. I'm like, yeah, sure. Spend your money. I didn't know that about Hobby Lobby. And also, I mean, like, it's like weird because I think especially in America, we're kind of hypocrites when it comes to that because all of us are really okay with using cell phones. And it's like, we shouldn't be. Oh, yeah. Because it's just, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, the sweatshop engineering behind this, it puts these together. Yeah. I mean, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. That's me pushing my political views in this podcast. But like, (laughs) let's let's be honest, there really isn't. I mean, like, that's not even, that's not, I, I mean, you know, yeah, it's like, can that be politicized? But that's a factual statement. Like, there's no... Yeah. You know, people are getting fucked no matter what it is you're doing here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So unless you're doing like what is like sustenance farming, like I think that's the only way. <laughs> Homesteading. Are, yeah. Are we, are we, <laughs> I mean, let's turn Amish, Jess. I mean, if, like, but, I don't know about Amish, but I think I, if I if I didn't. Oh, have yeah. That's right. A, you still have to be homophobic and love Jesus yeah. for Amishness. Right? And like, I don't know, hate women or something. <laughs> they're not fans. They're not fans. They're not fans. 
Well, I am a fan of you, and thank you so much for doing this podcast. Thanks, with me. Derek. I really appreciate it. Likewise, I am also a fan of you. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys, and thank you so much for listening.